Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there! So happy to be with you back in the United States. It's wonderful. It's lovely. Summertime here. I'm in the northeast, New Jersey, going up to Vermont tomorrow. We're going to be camping for a few weeks. The next few broadcasts will be from Vermont. Been broadcasting from Vermont in the summer for the last bunch of years, so more to come. And let's dive into our prayer. So we open with a prayer. So grateful, so thankful to consciously connect and commune with the higher Holy Spirit self. Our true nature and our true identity is perfect love. So grateful to remember our wholeness and our holiness. We are the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love for our healing, our expansion, our clarity, the relief of all suffering. We're truly sharing the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. And in great gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I'll talk about our topic in just a moment, but I would like to announce that uh, we're working out the details. I'm going to do another Living a Course in Miracles course. Uh, we're going to do a bit smaller. Usually we do 17 classes total, and I think this one will be 10 or 11. Uh, but we've got a great group of teachers lined up, and it's going to be uh, end of July. Last couple weeks of July is what we're looking at. Those details will be announced, oh, probably in a week or so, and you can register. It'll all be free, and this time we're doing it with free downloads and free transcripts. No CD sets, so. But if you'd like any of the previous downloads and CD sets and all of that, uh, which have helped to make it possible for us to do it free now, uh, then please, by all means, go and enjoy those at livingofcourseofmiracles.com. It's a treasure trove of teachings from so many different Course of Miracles teachers. David Hoffmeister, Regina Don Akers, Earl Purdy, um, Gary Renard, John Mundy, uh, Nook Sanchez, the list goes on and on. So it's a treasure trove, uh, and uh, your purchase helps make the free classes possible now. So God bless you, and thank you for that. Also, we're making great headway on transcribing the radio shows and uh, offering those transcripts to you for free. So um, stay tuned for those announcements as well. Our topic this week is the only relationship, real relationship rather, the only real relationship uh, is the section that we're looking at in the text. It's from section 8 in chapter 15, and chapter 15 is entitled The Holy Instant, The Holy Instant, and um, just... For a moment, let's just talk about the holy instant. And uh, in chapter 15, there's a wonderful definition of the holy instant, which is a, a term that Jesus uses throughout uh, the text. So chapter 15 in section 4, which is entitled Practicing the Holy Instant, in paragraph 6, here's the, um, the definition It says here, actually I'm going to read this whole paragraph. The reason this course is simple is that truth is simple. Complexity is of the ego. 
And, oops, sorry, just got distracted. <laughs> Complexity is of the ego and is nothing more than the ego's attempt to obscure the obvious. The obvious is that we're perfect love, we always have been and we always will be. You could live forever in the holy instant, beginning now and reaching to eternity, but for a very simple reason. Do not obscure the simplicity of this reason, for if you do, it will be only because you prefer not to recognize it and not to let it go. The simple reason simply stated is this. The holy instant is a time in which you receive and give perfect communication. This means, however, that it is a time in which your mind is open both to give and receive. It is the recognition that all minds are in communication. It therefore seeks to change nothing, but merely to accept everything. How can you do this when you would prefer to have private thoughts and keep them? So the definition of the holy instant is a time in which you receive and give perfect communication. There's only one thing to communicate, love and the spiritual qualities that are aspects of love. So now going back to the section 8, the only real relationship, it says the holy instant does not replace the need for learning, for the Holy Spirit must not leave you as your teacher until the holy instant has extended far beyond time. For a teaching assignment such as his, the Holy Spirit's, the Holy Spirit must use everything in this world for your release. The Holy Spirit must side with every sign or token of your willingness to learn of the Holy Spirit what the truth must be. The Holy Spirit is swift to utilize whatever you offer on behalf of this. The Holy Spirit's concern and care for you are limitless. I love that. The Holy Spirit's care and concern for you are limitless. In the face of your fear of forgiveness, which the Holy Spirit perceives as clearly as he knows forgiveness is release, he will teach you to remember that forgiveness is not loss, but your salvation. So, the Holy Spirit will utilize everything you offer to Him. So this is why you hear me say all the time, offer it up. Let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. So if you feel confused about your relationships, if you feel afraid about your finances, if you feel afraid about your body, whatever it is that's going on, give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. You don't have to struggle with it alone unless you prefer that. If you prefer that, take a look. Maybe there's a better use of your energy. So it says, The Holy Spirit's concern and care for you are limitless. In the face of your fear of forgiveness, which the Holy Spirit perceives as clearly as he knows forgiveness is release, he will teach you to remember that forgiveness is not loss, but your salvation. So we have a fear of forgiveness. What is the fear of forgiveness? It's the fear of letting go of the meaning we've made of things. You know, think of it this way. This is one of the things that Jesus tells us in the Course again and again. We love what we make. We love what we make. You make a pie, you're going to love it. You make a child, you're going to love it. I mean, generally, we become attached to the meaning that we make of things because we made the meaning. It's our seeming creation and we have an attachment to it. So our fear of forgiveness is our fear of giving up the thing that we made. We made the opinions, we made the judgments, we made the attacks, we made the meaning, we made the interpretation, we made it all and we don't want to give it up. It says... He's going to teach us that forgiveness is not loss, but it's our salvation. And that in complete forgiveness, 
in which you recognize that there is nothing to forgive. You are absolved completely. So this can be confusing to many people. What do you mean there's nothing to forgive? There's nothing to forgive. Well, the short answer really is that our experience in this world is the experience of an illusion, a projection that we've made, the collective mind is made. There's only one mind. It's our mind. It's my mind. It's your mind. And we have made the illusion that we're experiencing. And so everything that we think has happened to us, we made it. Because there's only one. We have to be willing to just at least accept the oneness. I remember one of the first broadcasts of this radio show was with Ken Wapnick, and I asked him, Ken, how do you explain the oneness to people? And he said, oh, Jennifer, you can't understand it, so I don't even try to explain it. (laughs) So our willingness to understand and know the oneness allows us to open the door to recognizing there's one mind, one power, one presence, that this illusion we're experiencing is completely temporal, it is not permanent, it is a projection, and therefore nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. So this is why there's nothing to forgive. Because nothing real can be threatened. So we're talking about real relationship. We are real. Right at the beginning of the course, nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So our real relationship is our relationship with ourself, which is the relationship with spirit, the relationship with God, and the relationship with everyone else. And that relationship cannot actually be threatened. Now it looks like it it can, right? It looks as though our relationship can be threatened. It looks as though relationships are falling apart and there are relationship problems, but it's truly an illusion. We have to be willing to accept that there is only one relationship and it's the relationship that we have with spirit. That's the only relationship there is. And we can keep our focus and attention on it and make that where we are investing ourselves. Putting everything into the relationship with spirit means living your life fully. It means walking the talk and living the love. So moving on here to paragraph two in real relationship, the only real relationship, it says regarding the Holy Spirit, hear him gladly and learn of him that you have need of no special relationship at all. You but seek in the special relationships what you have thrown away. So what have we thrown away? We've thrown away the real relationship. We've thrown away heaven in favor of the special relationship. It says, and through them, you will never learn the value of what you have cast aside, but still desire with all your heart. So through the special relationships, you'll never learn the value of what you have cast aside, but still desire with all your heart. So, The desire of our heart to be connected, to know our perfection, our wholeness, our beauty, our magnificence, to feel safe, to feel secure, to feel completely supplied and supported, protected. All that we could ever desire from a relationship that we might be trying to get from a special relationship with a loved one or a special relationship with our job, special relationship 
in any form. All that we're trying to get from those special relationships will come naturally, easily, and gracefully from the one relationship with spirit. All we have to do is stop idolizing the special relationship. So what is the special relationship? It is the the relationship that is born of a sense of lack. It's the you complete me relationship. It's the I'm not good enough, but if you validate me, then I'll feel better about myself. That's what special relationship is. Special relationship can also be a special hatred relationship. So there's a tremendous opportunity for us here. In fact, it is the only opportunity that matters. And and it is to recognize that we deeply desire with all our heart to remember the love that we are and to feel so completely connected to the love that we are. And the the only way to do that is to stop idolizing the special relationship, the temporary relationship, the relationship that's not fulfilling, where we're trying to fix it, we're trying to make it work, we're trying to heal it. We can give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. I've done many episodes of the radio show on special relationship and relationships, so you can... Um, Dig in the archive and find them. Uh, oftentimes in February, I concentrate on relationship, but I always do relationship uh, broadcasts all throughout the year. So it says, Let us join together in making the holy instant all that there is by desiring that it be all that there is. Let us join together in making the Holy Spirit, Holy Instant, all that there is by desiring that it be all that there is. That perfect communication with Spirit. Just living in that space, we can do that. That's the end of human suffering. It says here, God's Son has such great need of your willingness to strive for this that you cannot conceive of need so great. God's Son, which is what we are, it's what humanity is, God's Son has such great need of your willingness to strive for the holy instant, for this real relationship, that you cannot even conceive of need so great. You know what it is? It really is the end of human suffering. This is what our willingness to live in the holy instant, our willingness to give up special relationships, all that literally brings forth the end of human suffering. Behold, the only need that God and His Son share and will meet, and will to meet together. Behold the only need that God and His Son share, and will to meet together. You are not alone in this. The will of your creations calls to you to share your will with them. Turn then in peace from guilt to God and them. So, We're turning to God, to our brothers and sisters, to stand in the holy instant, to give up the special relationship, to give up fearing forgiveness, to give up our attachments. So instead of experiencing the fulfillment of this desire to be connected, to know perfect love, we settle for the yearning, the craving, the needing, the wanting that never seems to end. So all human suffering is born of choosing special relationship rather than 
holy instant, holy relationship. It says, relate only with what will never leave you and what you can never leave. So this is the real relationship. Relate only to love. Relate only to the Holy Spirit, to the higher self, to spirit. It says, the loneliness of God's Son is the loneliness of His Father. Refuse not the awareness of your completion and seek not to restore it to yourself. So, we don't have to restore ourselves. We can give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. And this is the thing that I find many of us, myself included, will not even recognize. We strive and strive and strive on our own. I have to do it. I'm the one. Like a, a little toddler. Have you ever seen little kids that you're, you're trying to help them? to do whatever it is that they'd like to do. Maybe you're trying to teach them or show them something and help them do it. And they push you away and they say, I do it. I do it. I, I, so often I think as adults we're like that. We're saying, I'll do it. I'll fix the relationship. I'll fix my body. I'll fix my finances. I'll fix it. I'll find a way working in the world of form to fix everything. And this insane need to do it ourselves is really a part, an expression of the fear that we have that we don't deserve love, attention, help, support, wisdom, clarity, freedom, joy. You know, that's why the prodigal son is such a perfect story for us because we think we can't just go home and be welcomed and we we will have to be a slave in our father's house. Remember the story of the prodigal son? That's what he thinks when he sets out to go back home, right? He's living in a foreign country. He's sleeping with the pigs. And he has the realization, I could go home and be a slave in my father's house and I'd have better food to eat. I've had, I'd have better conditions. So that's, he, after having squandered everything and fallen so low, he says, you know what? I'd, I could go home and be a slave in my father's house, and that would be preferable. So he makes his way home thinking he's going to be a slave. He's going to offer to be a slave, that he would not deserve anything better than that because he squandered his inheritance. We're just like that. So when you think for one second that you're unworthy, I invite you to say to yourself, I am the prodigal son. I am the prodigal son, and my only desire is to go home. To go home to Mother, Father, God, Infinite Spirit, and to be a servant in my Father's house. A servant. Servant's the better word, not slave. But perhaps, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I think that was just my own uh, storytelling there, that it, it feels like sometimes being a servant could be like a slave, or even that you've fallen so low that you'd rather be a slave and not have any responsibility. You just do what you're told to do. Well, if only we could just do what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. That would be a life changer. And that is what I am endeavoring. So not not there 100% working on it. So it says, Fear not to give redemption over to your Redeemer's love. Our Redeemer's love is the Holy Spirit's love. So we'll give our redemption to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not fail you, for he comes from one who cannot fail. He comes from God. The Holy Spirit will not fail us. 
The Holy Spirit is the higher self. The Holy Spirit knows the way. The Holy Spirit cannot fail. So, why not believe? Try it, just for a week, a month, a year, even for one day, one instant, to just be willing to trust that the Holy Spirit cannot fail. And place your trust in the Holy Spirit. Place your problems on the altar before the Holy Spirit. And say, I give you my problems. This is one of the things it says in the Song of Prayer. The booklet that's um, part of the whole Course in Miracles teachings. And in the Song of Prayer, it says essentially, the best gift that you could give to the Mother, Father, God presence, to your higher self, to the Holy Spirit, the best gift you could give is to stop wanting anything. And just allow your needs to be met by God. But it's the deep sense of unworthiness and guilt that prevents us from doing that. We think, if someone betrayed me, if someone did to me what I have done to God, I would not forgive. I would hold it against them. And so we project that out thinking that God is going to reject us. And so we live in fear of God. And we don't trust God. Because so often we have asked for things of God. We've played let's make a deal with God. We didn't get what we wanted. And so we're angry and resentful. But why, if God If the Holy Spirit is there to support us in remembering the truth, giving us what we want when it's false idols, it's not going to help us. It's not going to help us. It's like giving a kid a candy bar when they're... They're screaming, they're hungry, they are hysterical, they want that candy. But what is really necessary is that they have something really nutritious to eat, something that will stabilize their blood sugar. And so we, we can be like that child, screaming for the candy. We need the candy to feel good, but it's all false idols. So imagine that... You, you've traded the perfect relationship, the perfect love, the perfect wisdom and clarity and freedom and joy, the ability to manifest whatever you need whenever you need it. Traded all that for false idols, for holding on to your judgments and opinions. What if now you're tired of that? It's not working anymore. You could just say, okay, you know what? I deserve to go home and live in my father's house once again. And that's what I'm doing. Holy Spirit, show me the way. I'm ready for that real relationship again. I'm interested in immersing myself deeply and profoundly and giving my whole self to that real relationship. Relationship with reality the relationship with love, the relationship with wholeness. This is our divine opportunity. Ah, it's beautiful. All right, it's time for us to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. 
I'm Jennifer Hadley, and uh, I've got a few announcements here. As I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to be launching another Living A Course in Miracles class. It'll be our 10th series. Very much looking forward to that. And I have announced, or we have announced, the next two spiritual counseling training Intensives. So there is one in England in September and one in Thailand in November, and you can get the details at jenniferhadley.com. Uh, you can go to the events page or to the home page. Uh, and uh, Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive is open to anyone. So you, you may have no experience but would like to become a spiritual counselor or perhaps you are already a therapist, you're already a life coach, you already have a lot of experience and you'd like to hone your skills and get your continuing education units and also get uh, your licensing units and things like that. So you can use this as an opportunity to do that. And uh, let me just uh, make an adjustment. There we go. Um, so the spiritual counseling training intensive is open to anyone and is very supportive. People have found that it was deeply personally healing and very expansive for their work as a coach, a therapist, uh, and other professions as well. So I invite you to check it out. All the details are at jenniferhadley.com. And uh, the one in the UK is in Salisbury. And uh, it starts on September 6th. I think it's the 6th to the 12th. And then uh, in addition to that, I'm going to do a little sightseeing trip before that. We'll go to Stonehenge and Glastonbury and Bath and Avebury and some of my favorite sites in that part of the world. Some of my favorite sites in the whole world. I just love that area. And uh, it'll be beautiful that time of year. We'll just have a lovely time. So you can come just for the sightseeing if you like uh, and not go to the intensive. Uh, or you can combine, you can do both, or just do the intensive. So people will be coming from all over for that. I encourage you to sign up early, and to do that, we have a we have an early bird discount. So uh, that early bird discount is on right now for, I think, a couple more weeks. And then uh, the spiritual counseling training intensive in Thailand in November is actually going to be followed by a week-long retreat called Self-Love and Extreme Pampering. So I don't have the retreat up on the website yet, but I do have the spiritual counseling training intensive in Thailand there. And we'll also do a little sightseeing in Bangkok. So a wonderful opportunity to go to Thailand and do some deep work there. And... uh, So people will be coming from all over for both of these. I encourage you to sign up early and take advantage of the early bird discounts. All right. So those are my announcements for you. Going back to paragraph three of the only real relationship here in section eight of chapter 15, it says, as I was saying, that the Holy Spirit will not fail you for he comes from one who cannot fail. I just find that so reassuring. You have to be willing to trust it, though, in order to experience it. So I I encourage you with all my heart to give your full faith to the Holy Spirit. And every time you have doubt, just say, Oh, I don't have time for doubt. I don't have room for doubt. The Holy Spirit cannot fail. But when you're giving the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit... You can't be expecting that things will show up and form in a particular way because then you've got an attachment. And the real thing that needs healing is not the world of form. It's the mind that holds the attachment. So we have to be willing to give up the attachment. And that we can give to the Holy Spirit. 
So we can say, Holy Spirit, I've been so attached in this relationship. I've been so attached in this job. I've been so attached to my opinions, my judgments, and the meaning I've made of things. Help me to release all the attachment. I am willing. I'm willing to release all attachments. I'm willing to release all suffering and the causes of suffering. And then when you start to feel the attachment again, you say, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, Holy Spirit's got my back. I'm not picking that up again. I put that on the holy altar for the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting I'm not picking it back up again. It says here, accept your sense of failure as nothing more than a mistake in who you are. Okay, accept your sense of failure as nothing more than a mistake in who you are. So, mistaken identity. That's all. All the suffering, all the problems, mistaken identity. That's the failure. Mistaken identity. So the good news is, you have a mistaken identity, well, your true identity is still intact. It was just a mistake, an error in identification. It says, for the holy host of God is beyond failure, and nothing that he wills can be denied. You are forever in a relationship so holy that it calls to everyone to escape from loneliness and join you in your love. You are forever in a relationship so holy that it calls to everyone to escape from loneliness and join you in your love. This is the real relationship. And it says, And where you are, must everyone seek and find you there. So everyone ultimately will find us in this place of holy relationship. Think but an instant on this. God gave the sonship to you to ensure your perfect creation. This was his gift, for as he withheld himself not from you, he withheld not his creation. So God has given us the power of creation. Nothing that ever was created but is yours. He's given us all of that. Your relationships are with the universe. And this universe, being of God, is far beyond the petty sum of all the separate bodies you perceive. The universe, being of God, is far beyond the petty sum of all the separate bodies you perceive. For all its parts are joined in God through Christ, where they become like to their Father. Christ knows of no separation from his Father, who is his one relationship, in which he gives as his Father gives to him. Yes. So this is it. We've already been given this real relationship. It's really up to us to recognize it, and we can do that. It says a little bit further on here, God would respond to every need, whatever form it takes. And so he keeps this channel open to receive his communication to you and yours to him. God does not understand your problem in communication, for he does not share it with you. It is only you who believe that it is understandable. So we believe that we have communication issues, but we don't. They're not real. Their projection, their misunderstanding. So we can drop them. Think of the idea, think of it this way. Think of it as though you thought you were broke. You thought you didn't have any money. You thought you didn't have any resources. You thought you were impoverished. And that because you were impoverished, you would starve and you would die and you would suffer. But what you didn't realize was you were wealthy and you had a huge inheritance. And all you had to do was claim it. All you had to do was be willing to say, I'm willing 
to receive my inheritance, to experience my inheritance, to remember my inheritance. That's all. And to really mean that. To give up all attachment to thinking you should be punished because you willingly forgot who you were. You willingly took up a false identity and you think you should be punished. All you have to do is give up that thinking that you should be punished and say, oh, no, people who make mistakes don't need to be punished. People who make mistakes will learn. We all learn from our mistakes eventually. So there's no need to punish anyone for their mistakes. Just Learn from them. I am willing to learn from my mistakes. And then the mistakes dissolve and become the learning. And they're not mistakes anymore. They're just access points to the learning. So why hold it against yourself? Most spiritual students are lifelong learners. We learn through the contrast between choosing love and choosing fear. That's the best learning tool we have. So, no mistakes have been made. Except mistaken identity. (laughs) And since our true identity remains, it's not even a real mistake. It's just a temporary delusion that cannot last. So it's time for us to go home. I love this. I love it. It says, the Holy Spirit knows that it is not understandable. And yet he understands it because you made it. So our problems with communication are not understandable to God. (laughs) Meaning that they, they don't exist. They're not real. So they're not understandable. But the Holy Spirit understands our attachment to them, understands our relationship with these communication issues and can help us find the way back and will never fail. I just love that. So it says here, paragraph 6, In the Holy Spirit alone lies the awareness of what God cannot know and what you do not understand. It is the Holy Spirit's holy function to accept them both. And by removing every element of disagreement to join them into one. He will do this because it is his function. Leave then what seems to you to be impossible to him who knows it must be possible because it is the will of God. So leave it all to the Holy Spirit. Because it is the will of God, and the Holy Spirit can accomplish it if we're willing. It says, And let the Holy Spirit, whose teaching is only of God, teach you the only meaning of relationships. For God created the only relationship that has meaning, and that is His relationship with you. So, think of it this way. You have a relationship with spirit, with your higher self, with the Holy Spirit, with God. You have a relationship. It's the only real relationship. It's the only valuable relationship. And that real relationship encompasses everyone and everything. But let's say it has a focal point. And think of it, sometimes it helps to think of it in terms of an analogy or a metaphor. So you're living with someone who is 100% of the time dedicated to your happiness, to your healing, to your wholeness, to your prosperity, to your abundance, to your creativity, to your experiencing the all good of God. You live with the person who is totally dedicated and has the means to help you achieve perfect happiness. You live with them. So it's like you're living with the Holy Spirit. And yet, you completely ignore them. 
You don't talk with them. You don't ask for help. You don't engage. You just keep saying, I do it. I do it all myself. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to find the way. I'll do it. And then you make attempts. You make special relationships. And you say, well, my my job is going to be my sense of fulfillment. My relationship with my spouse is going to be my sense of fulfillment. My relationship with my child, my dog, my money, something is going to be my redeemer. Not the redeemer, my false redeemer. So then we put everything into the relationships with everyone but the Holy Spirit and everything but the Holy Spirit. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit is just hanging around waiting for you to say, okay, this isn't working. The Titanic is sinking. It's time for me to get some real help. And then the Holy Spirit, always there, always available, cannot fail. Finally, we are willing. Finally, we make the decision, okay, 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 I'm done trying to do this myself. I am willing to get some real help in here. Why delay? That's the thing. Why delay? One of the things that I find very helpful to do is to, uh, very helpful, is this. Let's say there's something that you think will make you happy. As Jesus says in the Course, stop trying to make yourself happy when you don't even know what will make you happy. You don't know. So you've got something that you think will make you happy. Oh, if only I could fix this relationship, then I'd be happy. Oh, if only I could heal my body, then I'd be happy. Well, there are people with healthy bodies who aren't happy, and there are people with great relationships that aren't happy. So the world of form is no guarantee of happiness. So instead you say, okay, this is my little treasure, Holy Spirit. This relationship, this perfect body, this job, this is my attachment to thinking I can be happy by means of these things in the world of form. I'm going to give all of that thinking to you. All of these attachments, all of these cravings and yearnings, all of these addictive compulsive tendencies, all of the the need to try to manage, control, and manipulate things, I'm giving it all to you so that I can learn what real happiness is. I'm finally willing to be successful, truly successful. Show me how. Show me now. I'm willing. Give me the perfect curriculum. I know you cannot fail, so I'm all in for no more failure. And then when doubt arises in your mind, as it inevitably will, when the doubt comes, you go, ah, the best gift I can give to the Holy Spirit is this doubt. So we give the doubt to the Holy Spirit, heal my doubt, heal my doubt, I don't need my doubt anymore, I'm done with it. This is how you do it. It's being in that relationship. It's being in that conversation with the Holy Spirit. That's what we can do. And it just requires our willingness. I love the 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 beginning of the next section, which is the holy instant and the attraction of God. It says, as the ego would limit your perception of your brother's to the body, so would the Holy Spirit release your vision and let you see the great rays shining from them, so unlimited that they reach to God. It is this shift to vision that is accomplished in the holy instant. That's the communication, to see, to recognize and know the great race with a capital G, a capital R. So we are light beings. We are these great rays. It says, yet it is needful for you to learn just what this shift entails. So you'll become willing to make it permanent. 
Given this willingness, it will not leave you, for it is permanent. So once again here, it's all about the willingness. It's all about that. It says a little bit later, paragraph 4, It is impossible to divide your strengths between heaven and hell, God and the ego, and release your power to creation, which is the only purpose for which it was given you. Love would always give increase, limits are demanded by the ego, and represent its demands to make little and ineffectual. Limit your sight of a brother to his body, which you will do as long as you would not release him from it, and you have denied his gift to you. His body cannot give it, and seek it not through yours. Yet your minds are already continuous, and their union need only be accepted, and the loneliness in heaven is gone. So this just gives the the willingness to the Holy Spirit. I'm willing all day long. I'm willing to see it clearly. I'm willing to feel clearly. I'm willing to stand in the light. I'm willing to release the doubt to your care. And you're dissolving and resolving. Give it all to the one who cannot fail. That's the real relationship. The real relationship is a relationship that we have with Spirit, with the Holy Spirit. And in that is our salvation. So let's put that relationship first. Yes. Just in time for the 4th of July and liberation. We've got 4th of July coming up next week. And I'll be here next week too. And let us say a prayer. And as I'm placing my hand on my heart, I invite you, if you value this radio show, if it's truly meaningful to you, I encourage you to support it with a contribution, a donation. You can do that at jenniferhadley.com on the donation page. And your donations make it possible to work on this transcription project, transcribing all these radio shows. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. We take a breath of love and gratitude, deeply grateful and thankful to give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting of every problem we think we have. We're giving up the false identification. We're giving up the special relationships. In gratitude, we share our healing and expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be, and so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a great 4th of July, and I'll be with you again next week. Mwah.